This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. I just ate a lot of French toast. <laughs> and this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we're talking about surprise French toast. <laughs> Did you guess? <laughs> Did you get the foreshadowing? Mm. And uh, we, we finished eating French toast. We couldn't wait. We, we were not making an, an eating and chewing and slurping segment because uh, there was French toast and we couldn't let it sit around. French toast waits for no man or woman. Yeah. Uh, you know... I cannot get my family to like be at the table, like sitting with utensils in hand when I serve a meal. Um, I, I wish I could do that. Would, uh, would would Brandon like sit at the table and wait for you to serve something if you were if you were cooking dinner? No, no, he would not. Is this is this just a relic of a bygone era? Am I, I just think gonna have to is. let this go. I think it is. I think that this is a relic of the era when we would have like uh, servants, man servants, yeah, butlers, footmen. I want a footman. Well, I'm I'm the Earl of Grantham, and I demand that. Uh, I guess he probably doesn't do a lot of cooking. Okay, let's talk I think about. I probably French didn't toast. eat French toast either, and what a shame! I think we should get back Maybe, on track. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, here we are. So we've made two French toasts that were remarkably different. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we before we get into the uh, the competing styles that we created, uh, what what do you remember of French toast uh, from when you were a kid? Well, uh, so my dad, as many dads are, was the breakfast maker in the house. And he would make either French toast or pancakes almost every weekend, um, especially when I was pretty little. Uh, and my dad's French toast was really special. And I have, um, I have found few things that for me equal it. He used pretty, you know... Uh, subpar bread by today's standards. He was using what would be called a like French bread in an Oklahoma bakery, and excuse me, an Oklahoma grocery store bakery in oh, the eighties. The kind they would announce over the PA system, like <laughs> come get the freshly baked French bread, eat it, eat it out of the bag while Ex- it's still hot. Exactly while it's steaming in yeah. the bag, yeah, losing its crust. <laughs> uh-huh. um, no, but anyway, he would use that, or he would use sourdough. Uh, he liked something that had like a discernible crust around the outside, right? Because he cooked his French toast in oil and that crust and the whole sort of exterior of the bread would get wonderfully crispy. So, um, so his French toast, yeah, it had this really wonderful custardy inside, super crispy outside from that hot oil. Right. And we ate it with uh, maple syrup. 
Yeah. Now, when I was a kid, my mom would make uh, French toast, and she would always use um, thick sliced sandwich bread. So basically, like Wonder Bread, only thicker. Uh, and that's pretty much still what I use today. Is that what's called Texas toast? It is called Texas toast, although you have to be careful because they also sell something called Texas toast that's like frozen garlic bread. Don't make French toast with that. <laughs> I think that they be, also, I feel like... That'd be so awful. I also think of Texas toast, uh, don't they sell ones that are like, almost like crackers, like sort of thick Melba toast? Or? That is also possible. Um, I think those are um, to be used for uh, uh, shooting practice. <laughs> okay. <great. laughs> you have someone throw them in the air and then you... Yeah. Skeet shooting, uh-huh. Texas toast shooting. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. That would be awesome. Let's go do that when we're okay. done. Okay, so your mom would, would Yeah, she would, she would make a really rich batter with lots of eggs and lots of half and half. And so okay. her, you know, when, when she heard custard, she made custard. And uh, I I make mine a little differently today. I make I make a leaner batter, and I make it sort of like a thin pancake batter. And so you put flour in it. I put flour in it. Yeah. Why is that? Um, I think it gives it a crispier crust. And I got the idea from Cooks Illustrated, uh, the place the place where ideas come from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and um, but yeah, when I was a kid, you know, French toast was my favorite breakfast when I was a kid, and it is still to this day my favorite breakfast. So I'm actually, I mean, I, I should confess here on the air that I'm a little, I, I'm a little off my game with my French toast. I've been on a pancake kick lately. Oh, we should so, do a pancake episode. We should. Yeah. Uh, so when I made my French toast for Matthew today, I, I didn't let the bread soak in the batter quite long enough. Um, and uh, anyway, I'm, I'm feeling a little sad. I feel like I often when we do tapings here, maybe it's because we're cooking at your house. When I cook something, it doesn't come out the way I intend for it to. You're saying I have the home court advantage. Yeah, I am. Uh-huh. I know a lot about this <clears throat> from um, Friday Night Lights. <laughs> hey, I've been watching Friday Night Lights, too. Oh, isn't it great? I kind of have a crush on that. Tim Rickens guy. Oh, yeah. I know doesn't? I'm supposed to have a crush on him, and that kind of makes me like not want to have a crush on him. Yeah. But when he when he like looks at the camera, it's like I used to have I used to have that much hair. <laughs> you I, did? I, I never had that face or body, but I used to have that much hair. I also like Matt Saracen. Let's compare the the two French toasts that we made because I think they, they represent completely different approaches and completely different results. Because I think mine, my French toast is like what the French toast at Denny's wants to be when it grows up, and and the French toast at Denny's, I should say, I don't think has ever equaled yours. You're you're. Uh... You're selling yours short. Well, I, I think I appreciate it, but that, that's kind of what I mean. It, I, you know, I do think it's better than the French toast at Denny's, but it's obviously in the same genre. You know, super cheapo supermarket bread with, with very little difference between the crust and the crumb uh, and kind of a sweet batter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, for me, it's uh, French toast is not really about the bread. It's about using the bread as a, a sponge to get custard and crustiness to your mouth. And I, I think yours is more about the bread. Well, I think mine is really about, I think mine is really about texture. Um, and I guess that starts with the bread. Yeah. Uh, because, so the bread that I used today was a, uh, like a sourdough made by one of the local bakeries. Um, and I must say also, I think it's important to use day old bread. Oh yeah, and definitely. I, I forgot to buy my bread yesterday. So my bread was fresh, already one strike against me. But anyway, I was using a local sourdough, um, 
I slice it about three quarters of an inch thick, nice and thick. Um, and, uh, and ideally, it should be really saturated with that custard. So when it comes out of the frying pan, out of that hot oil, you really have this like incredibly crispy crust that maybe is even a little hard to cut through in yeah. places around the edge. Um, and a really nice melty custardy inside. And I really like that textural contrast. I was going to mention, if, uh, if you have bread that is not stale enough and you want to make French toast i have found that you can uh, you can slice it up and leave the slices on the counter for an hour and it stales quite a bit in that amount of time oh, i should have uh i should have taken my serrated knife to the grocery store this morning sliced it in the car and driven <laughs> slice it in the store yeah and driven <laughs> over here with the bread slices just laying on the car seat You've, you've embarrassed yourself at the store many times for this show, but that would be, be setting a new standard, I think. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Um, anyway, so... I would, I would bail you out. Thank you. For, thank the, you. for the show. For taking a knife into for, the grocery store. For, for any amount up to like $27. <laughs> great. Okay. But anyway, getting back to sort of the, the different things that these French toasts are striving for, I think mine is, um, mine is, is not very sweet. Right. And uh, it, it is striving to be sort of this like... Um, by the time you put maple syrup on it, sort of very sweet, savory, crunchy, yeah. textural contrast. I, I compared it to to kind of a non-cheesy um, uh, croque monsieur. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought of ours of, of the two of ours, yours was the one that I wanted to just like pick up a slice and uh, and just eat it plain with my hand, kind of walking walking around the kitchen, <laughs> crunching on a piece of French toast. Mine, mine, I think needs some kind of topping. I I like both of them without anything on them. I don't even know what I was going to say. Naked toast, running out of steam. Naked toast. naked toast. I like my toast naked. Well, when you when you are when you're when you're having non-naked toast, what what do you like on it? So I like uh, 100% pure maple syrup, ideally grade B. I agree, and uh, and this is kind of a new thing for me because uh, I. I sort of started eating maple syrup as an experiment because I grew up with the uh, uh, supermarket pancake syrup, Mrs. Butterworth's mm-hmm. uh, log cabin, <laughs> Mrs. Butterworth's log cabin. They merged. <laughs> Does Aunt Jemima live there too? <laughs> they do. They all, they've got a whole menage a cabin Great. going on. Great. And um, I, I really have always liked that stuff. And, uh, but I, I, you know, when I started writing about food at, at some point it became kind of embarrassing. Uh, and so I, uh, I started buying maple syrup, um, because, because I really disliked maple syrup at one you point. You did? I thought I, I, the, the genuineness of the flavor got in the way of <laughs> it my just experience. Felt yeah. So pretentious. It just felt so real. <laughs> that I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I buy the grade B, the dark maple syrup now. Mm-hmm. Um, Trader Joe's is a really good place to get it. You can get a big bottle that's not crazy expensive. That's and it goes a long way. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, my dad was, my dad was Canadian. So my dad oh. was a real maple syrup purist. Did he, did he have a sugar shack? I wish. Did he I refer wish. to your home as the sugar shack? <laughs> I wish. I'm going to start Unfortunately, referring to my I home as you the sugar shack. Didn't know my dad. <laughs> no, I never. This met doesn't him. seem very much like my dad. Okay, but anyway, um, I have nothing against pancake syrup. I just think it's such a it's a different it's a completely different thing. I think it's a shame that we have tended to uh, use it as a substitute for maple syrup because it's very different. Well, like, is is there something that you think pancake syrup is especially well suited for? No, I just I think that like sometimes I like the taste of it. Okay, I yeah. don't have anything against the taste of it. I just think that. Um, that it has nothing to do with maple syrup. Well, like if I were, if it were 2 a.m. and I was in a diner and I was drunk, 
you, then, you would drink it. Then, well, no, then then I would not. I would be upset if they brought me real maple syrup. Uh, I can't imagine this situation ever coming up again in my life. But uh, but if it did, has it come up before? Uh, yeah, yeah, like. Um, and did you throw it in the face of your waitress? No, no, I no, 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 no. The the part of the situation where I was where I was given real maple syrup didn't happen. Of course, it was it was pancake of course you've syrup. Been drunk at two a.m. in a diner. Um, it you know served in a like warmed and served in a little metal cup. Uh huh. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. love that. Yeah, the, especially where it's got the little lid that tilts back. Oh yeah, yeah I love or, that the, too. or the lid that uh, slides yes, back. Oh. That is ingenuity. Yeah. Anyway. I one thing I have never really liked about ordering French toast in restaurants is that so often it comes with powdered sugar. Shake yeah, it over. Yeah, not necessary. A totally unnecessary. The, yeah. The I'm other thing, that. like the uh, version of my youth that I've never really gotten over is when you get uh, like uh, a pat of butter or whipped butter on your French toast. I find that unnecessary. I find that totally unnecessary. But then again, I also find butter on pancakes unnecessary. Yeah, I do too. How do you feel about um, cinnamon in your French toast batter? (laughs) (laughs) I'm drinking from a bike bottle and it just made a squelching sound. Um, How do I like cinnamon in my... Because I'm pretty sure my mom used cinnamon when I was growing up and I I have never used it in my own French toast. I've I've tried it a couple of times and I find that I, I can't concentrate on anything other than the cinnamon. In general, I like my French toast and my pancakes free of spices. Yeah. Um, my dad's French toast batter has a teeny bit of nutmeg in it, ah, but it yeah. is so little. Uh, in fact, today I hardly even noticed it. Some days I feel like I notice the fragrance of it when the French toast is frying. Oh, that sounds nice. But I feel like it's about fragrance. You don't you don't really taste it. Um, you could but, just substitute a, a nutmeg scented <laughs> Glade plug in. Yes, yeah, that, for the that'll same work effect. just fine. Uh, how about how about jam or preserves or fruitiness? I'm okay with that, but I I prefer the French toast either naked or with maple syrup. Yeah, I like uh, I like strawberry freezer jam, which uh, it's uh, very sweet jam that uh, is similar to what you would get uh, at uh, at Denny's. <laughs> maybe maybe in a little plastic tub that you mm-hmm. peel the foil mm-hmm. off the top. Mm-hmm. I also love in season uh, sliced fresh peaches on French toast Ooh. is amazing. Do you peel the peaches first? Peel, peel the peaches, uh, slice them, and uh, and just put like three slices of peach on top of your piece of French oh, toast. God, that sounds great. awesome. That sounds As, really I mean, good. But it's got to be a really ripe peach right. so that there is no contrast in texture. Um. So, uh, so can we just really quickly touch on, I think, one of the most important topics to me about French toast, and that, that is, is what you cook it in. Oh, yeah. I, I So, you know, my dad was of the oil school. And what I like about... <laughs> he was an oil man. What Texas I, oil man. Oklahoma oil man. Oh, yeah, sorry. Actually, not an oil man. Just want to just <laughs> okay. be clear about that. I was wondering, actually. But he liked cooking his French toast in oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really... <laughs> would you stop it? What, crude, crude oil. I just had to say it. Okay. What I really like about it is that you can get that oil nice and hot. So I have never had a French toast cooked in butter that had the same kind of wonderful crispiness that French toast cooked in oil does and i love that crispiness yeah it's sort of it's sort of a little stepping across the line between sauteed and fried i think it is which is is a nice line to cross i think another thing that's good about the high temp is that you get the outside of the bread cooked before the custard like cooks all the way through Mm. and firms up agreed 
I, I have used clarified butter, and I think it works great. You get the butter flavor and the high smoke point. Another thing that I will do, because we've already established I'm too lazy to make clarified butter, is um, turn the pan up hot and, and let the pan heat up. Toss a couple of pats of butter into the pan and then put the bread right on top of that butter. Mm. Um so that the butter doesn't have time to, to uh, melt and start burning before it's got something on top of it yeah. insulating it. Yeah. I find yeah. that that works pretty well. Okay. Okay. I will try that. I will try that. Well, what else do we need to cover here about French toast? I mean, do you feel like we've, we've done it justice? I, I think we have. I think it deserves justice. It's my favorite breakfast. Justice for French toast. I make it every week. I'm going to make a t-shirt. I'm in a rut. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, no, I'm in a pancake I'm, I'm rut. Yeah, Maybe let's we'll do, pan- do let's do yeah. pancakes. No, I'm glad because when we we talked about trying to to fuse pancakes and French toast into uh, one hybrid Franken episode, but we decided French toast deserved its own episode. Yeah. And I think we were yeah. right. I think so too. I'm glad we did this. But we could do pancakes next week for all I care. Maybe so. Maybe so. I I will look. I I have eaten too much French toast. <laughs> you know, this has been another fun episode in which I ate too much. Uh huh. Um, I might finish that piece of French toast if you're not finishing it. Um, so uh, find us online where uh, we will be posting two, count them, two French toast recipes. That would be at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and like us at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> until <laughs> next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The, the show that is like... Um, <laughs> the, the show that is like what the Denny's podcast aspires to be. <laughs> You're so pleased with yourself. <laughs> I, I know. And I, it's you not this, funny. You got this big uh, grin on your face. <laughs> it, it, uh, as, as so often happens, it seemed really funny. Like uh, You were like halfway. <laughs> until I got halfway through. Yeah, yeah okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is no Denny's podcast. <laughs> Maybe well, there is. Funny. I mean, yeah. It could have been there funny. There might be a Denny's fan po- po- podcast where like two guys talk about moons over my ham every week. <laughs> <laughs> so I had the most amazing moons over my hammy. <laughs> Yes. In the parking lot of the <laughs> Motel 6 in Twin Falls, Idaho. I used to drive back and forth sometimes between <clears throat> uh, Portland and Los Angeles and always stop at the Denny's in Woodland, California. And it was the greatest because by the time we got to Woodland, California, I was so hungry. What would you eat? <sighs> oh, probably something Grand Slamish. Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, uh, the show that's part of this complete breakfast. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amsterberg. <laughs> We've been working on this, this closing not, joke for like seven minutes. I do not want custard in my ear. <laughs> okay. I mean, think about it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.